Hello, beautiful friends, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I'm excited to be with you here today on the show. So we're going to be talking about finding peace with what is and being able to have acceptance for exactly where you are right now. You guys know that I am all about the abundance mindset and the growth mindset and being able to cultivate um, authentic expression in our relationships with ourself and our relationships with the people in our life um, in our relationships to that higher power, you know, whether it's God, universe, source, whatever it might be. It honestly doesn't matter to me. What matters is that you feel a connection. And, you know, this is the reason why. I had a call with a girl recently who um, was interested in Glow Self-Love Mastermind. So if you guys don't know, the program is a six-month online program for ambitious and empathetic and spiritual women just like you. And I know that's you because you're listening and that's what this vibe is all about, okay? So this online program, it's a six-month experience where... You learn the tools to be able to hear your inner wisdom and you use the tools to be able to trust that that wisdom is guidance and that that guidance is within you and you have access to um, a higher power and you have the ability to create habits that truly serve you and support you. So I was on the phone with this girl and we were talking about, um, you know, some of the things that have been getting in the way of her self-love, you know, and, and one of the things was her relationship with her dad. She felt like her dad had really abandoned her in times that she needed him the most. And she said something that really kind of inspired this episode is she said, you know, he's the person that's supposed to have unconditional love for me. And if he doesn't have unconditional love for me, then what is, what is life? You know, it was, it was one of those experiences in her life that's caused this existential, um, moment of like, what is the point? What is life? I've been let down by something that I've been told is supposed to be. And this is the truth of what I have seen to be true that I'm going to share with you. So this is my truth, right? This can resonate with you or not. You can take it or not. This is how I see it. Self-love is so freaking important because when we can be able to create a connection with the higher power and we can cultivate unconditional love from God, that God unconditionally loves us, then we can always rely on that because other humans are going to let us down. Like the people in our life are going to let us down, not on purpose, on accident because they're human. And so to place the expectation of unconditional love on someone in your life is setting yourself up to fail and setting yourself up for resentments because they're human navigating life the same way that you are. You know, if you aren't having unconditional love for yourself, how could you expect someone else to have unconditional love for you? We're always loving other people through the lens at which we love ourselves, right? The things that we judge ourselves for are the things that we will judge other people for. And so this is really important to remember and to note, okay, that you are responsible for the unconditional love that you seek in this life. You are not responsible for creating it. You are responsible for receiving it. The biggest job that we have here on earth is to understand and uncover our worthiness, that we are worthy of receiving love, that we are unconditionally loved by the source that created us, by the source that created life, that the source that, you know, causes the sun to rise and the moon and that causes plants to grow, that, co- that, that creates that ability for us as women to give birth to life, you know, these 
these thought-provoking ideas, you know, where does this come from? Where do ideas come from? Where where's this feeling of love come from? Like it comes from a higher power. And believing and knowing that there's a higher power, even if you don't know exactly what it is, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I've had the most incredible relation, uh, incredible experiences when I've called upon Jesus, but there's still a part of me that's unsure about Jesus. Okay. I'm just like being totally transparent with you, but I know that it exists and that it's real because I wouldn't have gotten through 2020 without meditation and prayer, you know, like on Spotify, we'll give you like your top 20 or your, you know, your top played hits, like your playlist on repeat of 2020. It was almost all worship and mantra music because that's what I needed in order to stay, to stay centered when everything was so uncertain and so chaotic and all the plans were wrecked. There was a lot of grief in 2020. And if you haven't had the chance to process grief or you haven't been given the tools to process grief, then you could still be carrying around the hurt and the betrayal and the fear that was created from last year. I mean, yeah, we're, it's June 4th, 2021. But there's a lot of um, residual grief that hasn't been processed from 2020 that could be messing with you, that could be messing with that um, with that peace of mind that you're seeking. You know, that ability to speak your truth, to be honest with yourself and honest with the people around you. You know, a lot of the women that I work with, they struggle with, and I call it the three P's. And I say this because I know this, because I've, I've struggled with this myself. I've overcome these exact things in my life of people-pleasing, procrastination, and what's my other one? People-pleasing, procrastination, oh, and perfectionism. Those are the three. And what I've learned is when I cultivate a relationship with a higher power, when I kind of realize, like, I don't have to do this alone, I can lean on guidance, and I have incredible wisdom within me, but in order to hear that wisdom, I have to slow down the noise, and I have to disconnect from the fear and reconnect to the calm and the silence and the stillness. And so I have a lot of different ways that I teach how to do this in Glow Self Love Mastermind and in this podcast, right? You know, I share a lot of things on the podcast um, because I'm so committed to your growth and the cultivation of your self love. Like, I am maniac on a mission to take a stand for you and also learning how to continuously take a stand for myself, right? Every the layer and layer and layer I can go in my authentic expression is as deep that I can then bring you along with me to cultivate that for yourself. So, it you know, it's practicing what I preach and also um, learning how to express myself, how to be seen, and then how to evoke that from the people around me. So one of the biggest things that I want to give to you in this episode, you know, of how to connect to your inner wisdom and how to rely on the unconditional love that the universe has for you rather than putting that weight of unconditional love on the people around us. Um, being able to love ourselves in all that we are with our flaws, with, with all of our um, imperfections and you know all of our wholeness and all of our brokenness, the more we can love the people in our life um, that way, the more we can love ourselves in that way. But it actually does start with self. When we start to love ourselves for in within our own imperfections and everything, it's easier to love other people with those same imperfections. So, 
in a way that we can connect to the inner wisdom that's innately inside of all of us is through calming the chatter of the fear and listening to the wisdom within. Okay. But like how, how, okay. I'm going to give you practical ways that you could be able to implement this right away. And you're going to be laughing at the simplicity of it. But once you start to implement it, you'll see that it is kind of difficult, but the returns that it yields is very high. So one of the biggest things is first thing in the morning, not using your cell phone. That's it. First thing when you wake up, And the last thing before you go to bed, if we can start to make that time sacred, that first hour of waking up and the last hour before you go to bed, making it sacred where you don't have any screens on, no TV, no cell phone, because you will kind of find this feeling of like, what do I do? And not from an overwhelming sense, but from a, okay, well, I'll open my journal. I'll listen to um, some meditation music because it's really important that we tune into our own voice in the morning when we're still waking up before we take in the messages of everyone else and what everyone else has to say. Um, Because if we grab our phones first thing in the morning, we, and our mind is still waking up, our body is still waking up. We're like a giant sponge. So we're soaking in all these messages from other people. And a lot of it comes down to like an addiction to our cell phone that most people in 21st century, 2021 have. But when we do this, we really block our ability to connect to our own wisdom. And so something as simple as creating boundaries with your cell phone. Obviously, I love our cell phones. I love social media. That's why I'm here on here. I I love it. My ability to connect with so many different people is incredible. And that's why I love social media. But it's such a powerful tool. It needs to have boundaries. And so to be able to connect to your own wisdom, your own intuition, your own uh, infinite source of ideas comes down to making the time to slow things down, to be in the stillness, to be in the silence, and to notice the thoughts that come up. So we can start to take a back seat and observe those thoughts of, huh, is this thought serving me or not? Our ability to take a back seat in our own mind is incredibly helpful. Because then when you're in the moment of a high stress situation, You have that ability to observe your thoughts rather than be soaked in them. But we cultivate that muscle through meditation. So I highly recommend um, using meditation music. You can go to YouTube and you can search by Neural Beats, meditation music, um, and use music to support and aid you in cultivating a meditation practice. I also have like a lot of different meditation series. You can send me a message on Instagram and I will share those with you. There's a, I have a lot of different ones that support a lot of different things because I'm a big fan of meditation because it's changed my it's changed my life. It's changed so many different things. And I used to be the person that said, yeah, I can't meditate. That's so not me. I could rather go for a walk. I'll do anything else, but nah, I'm not meditating. That's not me. So if you feel like that, it's like, well, it's something that you can do and it doesn't have to look a certain way. You know, that's something that really used to um, mess with me is this idea that it had to look a certain way and it was either all or nothing. And so I was constantly setting myself up for failure by putting it at a level of perfection or crazy high expectations and not allowing myself to just start messy. Um, So being able to connect to that unconditional source of love that comes from a higher power, that comes from God, that comes from connecting to your own spirit. When we connect to that, we access our inner wisdom. We access that feeling of unconditional love and we create a mental fortitude of other people not being able 
to throw us off our own game because we have a sense of who we are. And if you take the mornings and let the mornings be sacred, then you can cultivate and connect to who you are before you let the messages of social media tell you who you are. You get to decide what's important for your day before you let social media tell you what is important to focus on in your day. And so taking your inner peace back, taking your voice back comes back to taking your mornings back taking your evenings back. If you find yourself mindlessly scrolling and we've all been there, don't lie. Like I've been there. I've definitely been there where all of a sudden I'm like mindlessly scrolling. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I scrolling on my phone? But it's kind of like the lottery. You know, you play, you play, you play, you hope to win or like, you know, slot machines. It's like, there's so many lights, there's so many things and there's a chance that you can win. There's a chance you can get that ding, 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 ding. We have a winner, right? And so refreshing the, the feed to see if there's anything good refreshing our email to see if there's anything good, constantly looking at our phone, checking our stocks, checking our things to see if there's anything good, to see if we'll win. Um, It's created this dopamine fix that our mind is like addicted to. And so when we start to interrupt that pattern of addiction to technology and to this constant stimulation, you know, the mind will start, all kinds of thoughts will start to come up. There, There might be little things that you thought you're totally over and different pains or different past experiences that have been hurtful start to bubble up to the mind. And I'm a firm believer that if different thoughts from the past start coming into your present reality and thoughts, you know, it's like, oh, why is this coming into my mind? What do I have to learn here? You know, it's like, maybe this is coming to my thoughts because I have a different awareness now. You know, what did I learn through that experience? Anytime a painful memory comes into my mind, If I am able to, right, if I'm in the middle of doing something or with someone, I can't just like be like, hold on, I need a journal. (laughs) But if it's in the morning or I'm by myself and I work alone, I work at home, so I'm alone a lot and I need that for my personality style. Um, But I'll open my journal. I'm like, what did I learn about that experience that has helped me now? Calling all empathetic, ambitious, and spiritual women. You are not getting this message by coincidence, okay? If you want to access that inner wisdom and be able to really trust yourself, trust your voice, and stand in your confidence, then I have something for you. Glow Self Love Mastermind is a six month online program specifically for women just like you. And so this is the last time this year that it is going to be open and available. And I want you to hear from a past, actually, from a current member. Um, what her experience in GLOW has been after only three months. Experiencing the feeling of losing your voice, it was really devastating for me in a lot of ways. Um, But I really feel like I've gained a lot of confidence. Not even like recovered confidence, but I feel like this is probably the first time in my life that I'm walking with this level of confidence and it does feel really good. I have always been a very passive person and kind of like meek and humble. I think that's because I thought that was what I was supposed to be. And it was kind of like quiet and humble and small and confidence felt bad, like because it was maybe pride or um, vanity, conceitedness. I was roping it in with that. But it's really nice to separate all of those things and to see more clearly how beneficial confidence is. And it helps um, not just me, but people I have close relationships with. 
So if you are ready to start trusting yourself and learn the tools to be able to love yourself and empower yourself through a beautiful, easy, loving, supportive process alongside a couple other women, then... Be courageous, be brave, click the link below and schedule a one-on-one call with me. We could be able to dive in to the details and get to know each other. This is the sign that you've been waiting for, my friend. Now let's get back to the episode. And if you can find one thing that you're grateful for because of that difficult or painful experience, you start to alchemize that experience. And what it means to alchemize an experience is to make something new. So for example, fire and wood alchemizes into ash. Two things turn into something new. If you can find something you're grateful for from something that was painful, it alchemizes into something that happened for you. It becomes something that has supported your journey versus something that tried to throw you off your path. You know, if we think about every single movie throughout history about a hero, the hero only became a hero because he had to go on a quest to answer a question within his heart and soul that he needed answered. And so when we are on a personal quest of answering this question within ourselves, there are going to be difficulties. There are going to be hardships, but it's not about whether it's happening or not happening, it's how we show up in that hardship. And sometimes we will let ourselves down, but then being able to go back and look back and think back of what did I learn about life because of that? How can I find something to be grateful for because of that difficult experience? What did I learn about myself? What did I learn about the world around me? If we can find things that we learned from these difficult experiences, then all of a sudden, it's almost like we can find some way that it happened for us. Because the moment we can look back at the most difficult moments and experiences in our life, grief, losing a job, losing a relationship, you know, losing money, like things that really rocked our self-identity. If we can look back and find ways that it happened for us, then we just put ourselves in the hero seat of our own story. But if we look back and think, remember that time it happened to me and that destroyed this and that destroyed that, then we're creating a story of us being the victim to life. And that's not living a life of, of being empowered, you know, that's looking at life as something that's trying to beat you down, but it's not. There might be times where it is beating you down only so you can learn how to rise. Like I'm a firm believer, I am a firm, firm believer in that is that shit is going to happen to us in our life, but it's going to happen for us because who we become in the process is what matters. Not what happened. Like I can look back at there's so many situations where I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I responded that way. Or, oh my gosh, I let myself down, you know, but it's like, oh, that happened so I can learn how to forgive myself. Like, for example, I've had a lot of different addictions as a part of my self-love journey of addictions, especially around cigarettes and vaping and marijuana. And they were just total crutches for me to avoid feeling my feelings because it was fucking easier because I wanted to just be like, let's move on. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. And cigarettes came back into my life after I had felt this total freeing, like, two years away from cigarettes, cigarettes came back into my life after a friend passed away and I didn't know how to handle the pain. And I kind of threw in the towel to life a little bit and started being like, fuck it, I don't care. And I truly believe that cigarettes came back into my life at that period 
for me to not be so fucking judgmental towards people who did smoke because I had quit smoking, but instead I'd replaced the pain with judgment. So then I had judgment towards myself because I was like, ugh, I can't believe I did that. So what happens? I project that same judgment towards anyone else. I'm like, ugh, I can't believe you're doing that. It wasn't empathy and love and acceptance. It was judgment. So I was judging myself and that's what was keeping me from going back to it. So then I was faced with my own self-judgment of being like, wow, I'm not strong enough to continue without this addiction. And I was like, why is this happening? Why am I not strong enough? Like, I've already done this. Why am I going back to this? Why is this pattern repeating, right? And I had to really face it because at that point I was like, oh my God, I'm a fucking hypocrite, you know? It was like all of this like shame spirals going on. And I had to, um, what I know now is that happened for me to learn how to love myself even with cigarettes. Because once I was able to do that, I was literally able to let them go and free myself from them. But until I learned how to create love and acceptance, even when, I wasn't able to let them go because I was holding on to so much self-judgment about them. So learning how to love myself even with them allowed me to release them. Removing the shame first allowed me to remove the addiction second. You can't shame yourself into making a change and expect it to be long lasting and expect it to create peace. You can shame yourself into making a change, but you're going to be filled with self-judgment and constriction while you do it. But if you want to make a change and have it be freeing and open and exhilarating, then it has to be through love and acceptance and saying, you know, I love myself even when. I choose, I'm, I'm committed to learning how to love myself even when. You feel me? You feel me? So that's my message that I have for you today is stop trying to do it alone. You know, lean into love. And how do we lean into love? We lean into God. We lean into this higher power. And any stories or connections that you have around um, the judgments of the church, you know, I grew up in a Christian church, I associated God with judgment and shame. And like, oh my God, there's an old white man with a beard up in a cloud looking down, waiting to catch me sinning. <laughs> like that was the vibe that I had. And that's so far from the truth. Because if you think about, um, you know, those moments where you just felt so much love and connection, maybe it was in nature, maybe it was, um, doing a yoga class. Maybe it was the first time you saw a baby. Maybe it was a peaceful moment or waking up from a dream. Like, I don't know. There's so many, maybe it was the first time you traveled, like first time you did something that really made yourself proud and made yourself brave. Like whatever that might be, you know, let's reframe and reconnect this idea of God. And maybe the word God doesn't resonate with you. Maybe it's source, you know, the source of all things. Maybe it's universe. Maybe it's spirit. Maybe it's Pachamama or Mother Nature. Let's remove the attachment to the verbiage because I think that's a very, I mean, we're human, so we're going to look at things in a human way. But this idea of needing the correct verbiage, the right verbiage is a very ego thing because we want to be right because if we're right, someone's wrong. And so let's remove this idea of needing to be right or wrong on how we describe that higher power and instead focusing on the intimate relationship that you yourself have with spirituality. Because when we can start to create that connection to spirituality of like, no matter what, like people in our life, we love them so much and they might let us down. Not on purpose and not saying it'll be a game 
you know, game over thing, but they might let us down. And so how can we create unconditional love for ourselves no matter what? And, and what is the one place we can always rely on unconditional love from? That's from a higher source. We can always rely on a higher power, it, it, the love from it, if we allow ourselves to receive it. Our number one job is learning how to receive love, you know? And if we can learn to receive it of knowing I am enough, there is enough. I am enough, there is enough. Then guess what we bring into all of our relationships? You are enough and I love you. Let's see, level one, woke, moving away from God. Level two, woke, finding him in a new light. Yeah, yeah. We get to rewrite the narrative and rewrite the stories around what we believe God is and instead tune in to this idea of um, there is a higher power, first and foremost, and leaning on it. Because most people, it requires a tragedy of desperation in order to pray. And that's, that sucks. Why? God's like, really? This has to happen in order, you know, universe is like, this has to happen in order for you to look up. Like one of my favorite mantras for myself is offer it up. If I'm frustrated and I don't know, and I'm like getting upset or I'm feeling fearful is offer it up. I offer it up. And for me, I love the word Lord and Yahweh, like Yahweh, dear Lord, I offer it up. Maybe it's universe and source. Universe, source, I offer it up. I am open to receiving guidance. Show me who I am get to be, right? Not who I have to be because everything's a choice. Show me who I get to be in this. Who do I need to be in this? What is the the most loving version of myself that I can bring into this? And sometimes the most loving version of yourself is slamming a door shut and saying no more. Sometimes the most loving version of yourself is saying, I was wrong and I need to talk to you about this and I want to hear your opinion because... um, I respect you enough to listen to you and I respect you enough to not be right. Right. There's a there's a famous quote. It's like, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? If you if we can disconnect from this idea of needing to be right and instead offer it up, ask for guidance and slow down from the noise of our 21st century to actually hear that guidance. If you don't have the time to go into nature, then create that for yourself by removing the cell phone, maybe putting on some music, maybe sitting in your backyard and just tuning into whatever sounds that you hear. That's a way where you can go into an instant meditative state. If you just focus on the sounds that you're hearing, maybe you're hearing cars, maybe you're hearing birds, maybe you're hearing a lawnmower, maybe you're hearing someone in the front yard yelling at their dog, like tuning into whatever it is, not making it good, bad, right, or wrong, tuning into it. Because if you can tune into the sound, sounds around you, then guess what you silence? All of the fearful chatter. It's our job to create the peace that we want to see in our relationships. And if we don't feel enough by ourselves, then no one else around us will feel enough either. And so I am on a mission to inspire and empower other people to love and lead. That's like my, that's like a, a personal manifesto to myself is to em- inspire and empower people to love and lead. Because if we can learn to love ourselves unconditionally, um, and this takes a lifelong practice, like I'm, I'm going to forever be on this journey of learning how to love myself unconditionally. Because in order to see that, I have to see myself through the eyes of source. And the best way for me to do that is to see myself as a little girl. 
So I imagine the separate part of me, this little girl within me, and whenever I'm afraid or feeling fear, I imagine her and I imagine that little girl version of me coming up to the adult Kelsey and being like, I'm really scared and worried that this isn't going to work out. And what that does is it instantly activates the inner mama, the inner wise woman, the inner wisdom. Because if you were to imagine a child coming up, all of a sudden the criticism gets cut in half. The criticism goes away because we would never talk to a child the way that we talk to ourselves. And so learning how to visualize that child version of you in order to soften your heart and connect to that unconditional love that we aspire to have for ourselves, but it's a muscle that has to be created. Um, you know, it's, it's a process, but simply having the intention of, I want to create peace in my life. I want to create love in my life. I want to deepen the intimacy within my relationships, creating that intention, different signs and different doors will start to open because you've announced and you've declared to the universe that you are open and available to it, you know? So really ask yourself, what am I open and available to? Um, if you're seeking peace and you want to take your voice back, like, Here's your sign. I have a program that's starting next week. The first call is on the 15th of June and it is a self-love mastermind. So it's a group of women and it's a small group because we want to be able to all get to know each other and like it's not like you're going to get lost in the mix. It's a small group of women, but we come together to connect to that inner wisdom, to protect our energy and to know that our ability to create boundaries and self-expression allows us to be incredible leaders. And so I've reverse engineered my process and my personal empowerment journey, and I've put it into a program. And it's taken me a long time to create, but this is actually the fifth round of women that are starting. And so if you've been on a self-love journey and you want to step into your power and learn how to access that inner wisdom, that inner wise woman within you, that's available. And this is your sign, okay? You can send me a message. If you send me a message and just write glow, I will send you a link for us to schedule a call for us to connect and get to know each other. And I will share with you all the details with that. Okay. So yeah, that is, that's is the message that I have for you today. I feel very complete in that message. Um, the word that is coming across that I want to share with you is grace. Have grace with yourself. The more grace you can have with yourself, the more grace you can have with the people around you. Grace. That's the word. That's the word. (sighs) All right. Sending you so much love. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I will see you next time. 